Good morning and grind rising beautiful people. Thank you for tuning back in today to the Existential Healer podcast. Um, today is Friday, June 24th, and today we're going in with no expectations. Um, I'm just going to start pulling cards and see what spirit has to say for us. So before we get into it, remember this is a collective reading, so if anything is said that you don't particularly like or want to hear, it's probably not for you. You don't have to keep what doesn't serve you. Um, all the rest, if it does resonate, then it is for you. Yep, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Let's get into the cards and see what spirit's energy is today. <clears throat> Have love and contemplation. I've been getting a lot of major arcana um, with this deck lately. Contemplation, love, goodness. Um, two of swords and the sun. Okay, so it just continues to intensify. Um, so, are we having some love trouble? Are we having um, to choose between ourselves and others? Is that what we're doing? Um, the Two of Swords is really standing out to me because it's a woman with two swords. <laughs> and she is blindfolded, but... As the story goes, or at least the story I'm going to tell today, is that she blindfolded herself. So, she is going within to receive answers about something that she might be contemplating, which is one of the um, cards we got. Um, contemplation. On contemplation, we have the goddess Chang'o, and I believe she is the um, moon goddess, and she appears with a white rabbit. So, she is contemplation. Once again, showing darkness, same with as if you were to be blindfolded, going within to find answers to whatever question you might be facing. Now, with love and the goddess Venus and then the sun and the Zoria. How rude. So sorry about that. Um... <laughs> Um, so with love and, um, and the goddess Venus and then the sun and the trio, the Zor Zoria, um, I'm thinking that we're contemplating our energy maybe or um, where we're putting our energy into, what we love in this life. I don't think that it has to do with romantic love. If it does, then um, I give you good luck in contemplating because romantic love is one of the hardest things to kind of like unbiasedly contemplate within yourself you know what I mean um so I either way if it is romantic love um we're being advised to go within to blindfold ourselves to cut off our senses go within meditate look for answers within ask for guidance from this trio the sun um but also recognize I think the sun has a lot to do with our fire energy spirit, um, which is a card that has also been coming up a lot in these collective readings, um, which has to do with our energy and what we put our energy in, into and 
um, how we feel when we give things our energy, okay, is, is um, whatever you're contemplating, is it giving back to you? Are you, is it giving you as much as you give to it? Um, is whatever you're contemplating, is there, is it, is it coming from love? Maybe that's what the question is, is are we, um, acting out of the heart right now? Are we acting out of the mind, out of the ego? Um, when you go to contemplate or when you go to make this decision between the two swords, um, be aware of where you want your intentions to be. I was just talking to a friend yesterday yesterday about how important intentions are and how everything is intentional. So whether you're awake when you're making these intentions, or I'll say whether you're conscious when you're making these intentions or not doesn't really matter. Everything you do has an intention behind it. You just might have subconscious intentions that are overriding your ability to make conscious intentions. So, for example, if you have a poor self-image, okay, if your relationship, your self-love is not super strong right now, um, when you look in the mirror or you get dressed or you go out, you might be setting an unconscious intention to interact with the world in a less than positive way because you've already um, kind of set the, the, the energy for something that's not completely self-love, okay? Um, which can be detrimental. And I'm not saying that love and light is the answer to everything, no. But self-respect opens a lot of doors for us to be able to sit down and recognize what we truly want. And when that happens, we are able, we're empowered to um, to make decisions that we really truly align with. To make decisions, to make relationships, to um, enjoy our day. I find that it's my goodness let me go turn off my ac really quick i super apologize for all of the noisy interruptions today but um what was i saying i already forgot anyways um our energy is important and it's important to be intentional with our energy and it's important to um be aware of our energy and the power our energy has because if our energy is subconsciously moving into negative thoughts or um, relationship with self and others that are not serving our highest good, then we are going to be depleting our energy. That is not a cycle that can continue to run on itself. You're going to have to outsource um, your energy and that's where you start to find yourself in codependent relationships with people, things, um, activities. That's where we um, form addictions or dependencies, like I said, codependent. Um, so yeah, it's um, maybe the contemplation alone, maybe it's not really a this versus that, but it might just be contemplating um, sitting down and just reviewing where you've been putting your energy, how much energy you've been feeling like you have. Um, I feel like there's a trend right now in young-ish people, like young adults or whatever, um, to kind of like make a joke about how tired our bodies are and how you know, oh, I'm 24, but my back is 50, or my knees are 86, like, although it is hilarious, and although it is very relatable, that's really not something that we should just gloss over, um, because the physical body gives us a lot of insight to 
the emotional and the energetic body um and when we forget to listen to our bodies we that's when when things get past us without our permission okay that's when we start to um, attract the energy vampires or not even attract but allow them to exist near us without checking them um so yeah contemplating where our energy is going this two of swords blindfolding the self um, respecting the darkness of life, the night sky, the moon, you know what I mean, going within, um, and finding answers there, because again, you, like, you know, you know what you need, you will know, um, <clears throat> I just got the urge to pull, um, cards to see if there's any symbols we should watch out for, if there's any, um, symbols or messages or whatever, yeah, any symbols that will help us with this energy recognition. Okay, there we go. Okay, so we have church, temple, mosque, recognize your spiritual authority. So, um, one thing that can help us with this contemplation is, um, leaning on whatever spiritual, um, like, practices that you follow. Um, this might actually be going to church or mosque or temple. This might be going to your inner church, your inner temple. This might be praying to your guides, your gods, um... Whatever your spiritual authority is, recognizing that and recognizing your relationship with it. And um, I think that building that relationship with your spiritual authority um, and giving yourself spiritual authority um, can obviously bring in a lot of power, a lot of energy, etc., etc. So... Um, contemplating within the church or around the church um, and this doesn't have to be a religious church like church can mean whatever it means to you <sighs> um, the next one we got was internet um, embrace the fact that you are the world hmm, that's interesting so contemplating the use of our energy and coming um, the intention of our energy um, Internet kind of tells us to, once again, and it's kind of crazy because internet fell right before, right underneath the love card. So, internet kind of tells me um, compassion for others, okay? And I've talked about it before, but compassion for others does not have to be a personal thing. You do not have to be love and light. You do not have to be over-masking or over-joyous or, you know, there's like that exhausting level of making sure everyone else is happy and and coming across as like the the compassionate person or taking care of to, more than you can take care of um it can be a no strings attached thing if you're always acting out of the heart out of love if your intention is always based in love compassion for others comes pretty naturally and you just it's not even um like you're doing more for others, you just have more patience for others, you have more tolerance for others, and that is a really good use of our energy because it gives you the ability to just let things go that do not need your attention. There's a lot of things in the world right now that um, 
are begging for our attention when it comes to politics or um, there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of things begging for our attention. And while a lot of those things do deserve our attention, um, there's a lot of things that don't matter either. And I am always going to be the first person to say that there is so much that we just don't have to care about anymore and we can let go of and not care about. So again, contemplating what um, maybe we're holding on to, the standards we're holding or setting for others that make it hard for us to be compassionate for them. Um, in training for like life coach therapy sort of stuff, um, one of the people I was studying under was talking about how um, it was hard for them to be compassionate towards people who had committed crimes or had very serious addictions in the beginning. And, um, that's just, it's just sort of, I say that to, again, just think about what you judge people for, um, and then why. Is it out of habit? Is it because someone else told you it was bad? Like, do you really agree that that's a bad thing or that's a bad person? Um, because usually people who struggle with, um being a good person or making good decisions or whatever and I'm not saying like addicts are bad people in any way but when you struggle with giving compassion to a certain type of person it's usually because you have a judgment placed um on people who enact and whatever it is that riles you up and <clears throat> yeah I don't know it could use contemplation and understanding that relationship a little bit more um, the third one we got was gift, be present. That's super important, um, and that fell right under the two of swords. So again, with the blindfolding, I think before I was saying she blindfolded herself to cut off all of her senses. Um, it could be blindfolding your um, your self, the, the, the part of you um, that doesn't allow you to be present okay so we're cutting off the senses that allow us to worry or be anxious or um, be afraid or things that keep us out of being present um so yeah i think that one's pretty straightforward and then the fourth one was music sing the song of your soul and dance to your unique rhythm and that is under the sun which is really um i really like how these all <laughs> lined up actually because the sun and music both are representing our energy, our inner energy, and how we are spending it. How, you know, how does your song sound right now? If your soul, if your current state of mind was to be turned into a song, what would that song sound like? And would you want to continue to listen to it? Would you actually want to dance to it? Do you feel like you are in tune with the rhythm of that song? Um, another thing to contemplate and just sort of, this is like soul checking, like, um... <clears throat> That sounds like a bad term. This is sort of like just that it's like a checkpoint where you kind of revise everything and see how you're spending your energy. If you're acting out of um, the intentions that you want to act out of or if they are just habitual intentions that you um, have unconsciously came to. So continuing on. Um... I also wanted to bring up the idea of soul recovery and how um, it differs from soul, um, wait, what was the other word? Soul retrieval. Okay, soul retrieval is performed by shamans, like the serious medicine men and women um, 
okay, this is like going into the L-Fame and recollecting pieces of your soul from like scary places not even scary places but places that you probably shouldn't go if you're not experienced soul recovery is something that you can do for yourself um, by listening to yourself listening to your dreams and I'm reading a book right now how important dreams are um, because they can really highlight where we have left fragments of our soul and it was crazy for me because I have a lot of dreams about high school, which is triggering in and of itself, but when I heard that um, dreams can lead you to understanding where parts of the soul have been left, whether it be places, people, relationships, um, like different stages or phases or ages in your life, um, when I heard that and I instantly thought of all of my high school dreams, I was like, damn, that really makes sense because high school was really tough for me and it makes sense that I would have lost a fragment or two or more <laughs> in high school, you know, like that phase of my life was really tough. Um, so another thing to contemplate is to pay attention to your dreams and see if there's any information within them. Um, and then we got Ancient Oak Spirit Strength. Um, number two, by the way, if you're curious. <clears throat> and I'm going to read this one straight out of the book because I love this deck. Um, so yeah, Ancient Oak Spirit Strength. Uh, this card represents standing strong in your truth. It appears as a sign that you need to step into your strength, or conversely, when you are responding to a situation with too much strength. Recall how a strong wind will cause flexible willow to bend, but the rigid oak branch to break. The appearance of ancient oak spirit may also foretell mystical experiences ahead. Oak spirit acts as a reminder of the well of the wellspring of power within you. Traditionally, this tree has symbolized endurance, strength, mystical wisdom, courage, and nobility. Remember that inner strength means speaking your truth without guile or over-explaining yourself. It means living with full authenticity even if everyone seems against you. The oak tree doesn't need to overtly declare its power, it just is. There may be a blockage in your life or one soon to come. Now is the time to amass your inner strength to move beyond it. This is a card of good fortune. If a dream has eluded you, know that you have the fortitude to achieve your goals. Help from mystical realms is at hand. Believe in your own inner strength. What um, what are currently obstacles will be tomorrow's stepping stones to success? Um, you are wise and strong beyond measure. Stand firm and rooted where you are. Speak your truth. You are intuitively guided in the right direction. Okay, sorry, those words were a little hard to get out, but yes, this is our strength point. This is 100% um, standing in your authenticity, and that's why we're being told to kind of review our energy and where we're spending it and how we're spending it, um, because without um, being conscious, without having like that awareness of how you're spending your energy, that's where we, like I was saying earlier, that's where we attract, or that, not even attract, that's where we imbue weakness, where we give our energy, and we give and give and give, and um, when we're unaware of how much we're giving, we don't know how much we've spent, right? Just like if you don't um, pay attention to, like, the receipt at the store or whatever, um, every time you go into the store, I'm sure you pay attention to how much you've 
you've spent in in one way or another whether it be small or you actually like track it down to the cent you're aware of how much you're spending and um, it's important for us to be aware of how much we're spending in energetic terms as well um, once again just to be conscious of who is getting our energy and whether we intend to do so or if they've just found us in this vulnerable place and they've taken advantage of it um, giving your energy to what you mean to give it to is empowering in its own way standing in your authenticity your identity um, once again it's just like an all-around relationship improvement um, because you literally can't go wrong like it they all just build on one another your energy your intention your identity your strength your love your your ability to contemplate your um, spiritual abilities your psychic connection your intuition it's all one after the other but you have to be willing to be conscious i've been talking recently about how um self-care has kind of been morphed into like self-comfort and while self-comfort is very necessary if we're going through something that we need to feel comfort we need to feel safe okay lay in bed all day do whatever it is that makes you feel safe and comforted but self-care on another level includes evolving the self and um, doing what it takes to push yourself past the this checkpoint and get to the next level um because it's just so important. It's just so important to be aware of what we're doing with our time here, you know. And I think that experiencing and living life is is the main point. Definitely live your life, experience it, be present like we were told earlier. Um, and also make room for improvement and involvement. And that's, um, in my opinion, the whole cycle of um, being reborn, of... Uh, reincarnation of the spirit world versus the, the physical world you know I think that we're sent here to the physical world to learn something so encourage yourself to learn something to grow in love to grow in compassion to add to the um, internet of spirit okay so yeah that was a good spiel <laughs> um, I'm gonna keep going with whispers of healing and um, let's just see if they have any messages for us, specific messages from spirit to us. Guidance, kind words, encouraging words. Okay. We have unconditional love. Wow, this is a beautiful card. unconditional love 42 and it's two like rainbow fairies um also sidebar um if you are interested i was able to get the last two episodes on youtube so if you're into looking at the cards as i am um check out youtube um also it's easier to get in contact with me on youtube so if you want to suggest any um reading like themes or whatever questions suggestions concerns whatever you can definitely reach me on youtube you can definitely reach me on my website or um, email me which is also on my website so yeah with that being said unconditional love is the message we received from spirit how how perfect is that um 
Out of the book, it says, Continuing to love someone, no matter what, may be difficult. However, love is always worthwhile. You are made up of love 100%. This is the truth of your very being. No matter how upset you are, how much you beat yourself up, or unknowingly hurt other people, you will always have love residing in you. Your heart is seeking love at every second of your life. Loving unconditionally means giving love without expectation. Being and giving the love you want to experience in your relationships can be the hardest lesson of life. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, with that last sentence, so I, um, again, just saw a post yesterday talking about whatever you want to manifest in your life, start, like, doing those things. So I was talking about if you want a lot of artists and, like, a little art community within your life, start painting today. Um... If you want to have a beautiful, big, huge garden in, in, in the future, okay, become the gardener today and start tending to a plant, you know? Um, it starts with very little things. If you want more love and energy in your life, start giving or start engaging with love and energy more. Um, <clears throat> and it's sort of, and again, it's just that conscious thing. I feel like every time that I've ever reacted poorly to... Um, a bad driver or a long line at the food um, place. Sorry. <laughs> Anytime I've ever, ever acted, reacted poorly, I realized that I was being unconscious about it and I was acting purely out of ego and I wasn't thinking or that wasn't how I wanted to feel. It was just a natural reaction because our world is very tough. Our world is very independent and... Um, if you listen to everything that they tell you, you will become very independent and very tough as well. And there's no, um, like, there's no shame in being independent or having strength as long as it's based in love and not in defensiveness. That's the whole part of ego is um, when you're defending yourself against the stranger before you even know what you're defending yourself of, you're robbing yourself of the experience of being able to have the perspective of love and opening yourself to that new possible relationship whether it be something that lasts the rest of your life or 30 seconds I guarantee if more interactions throughout your day are based in love instead of defensiveness then like it's just it's super exciting to see to witness in your own life like you just you have to trust me and just try it out and try it for today and then tomorrow you don't have to do it again but just try it today open your perspective and try this one thing today um <clears throat> the book continues to say a big part of unconditional love is forgiveness you limit your ability to achieve unconditional love when you blame someone for a past wrong or rehash past sufferings Beating yourself up and blaming your sadness on the past only triggers more distress in your life. You have a purpose in life and you have a choice. You can let the past haunt you and inflict more suffering in your life or you can forgive yourself and get back to living your purpose. Two fairies depict this message. One fairy has her hands over her heart as if she's receiving love. The other fairy is openly expressing love to her friend. The, f the rainbow hues symbolize magical blessings. Rainbows remind us of the benefits that come from hoping and believing that unconditional love heals all things. There is so much love being shown to you every day. Unconditional love is your greatest challenge and your greatest joy. Yeah, so once again, once you start moving out of unconditional love, you just invite new experiences. And it's going to be like on paper, it's the same script, you know what I mean? 
but your eyes, like you have the rosy glasses on in a good way, okay? I know that that's used in a bad way typically in like relationships and stuff, but you have this sort of rosy tinted glasses, these rosy tinted glasses on in the aspect of life. You're seeing life in a whole new way and it's a beautiful place to grow and expand and love. Um, there's just, you see more opportunity. You can't go wrong with unconditional love. That's obviously the repeating message of today. Um, let's see what some shadow aspects might be for us being able to achieve unconditional love. And we heard forgiveness, so maybe um, shadow work or journaling prompts or contemplation this week or this today or how whatever whenever you're listening to this um, can be surrounding forgiveness and possible areas in your life that you can enact forgiveness. And once again, forgiveness does not mean that you have to allow abusers back into your life. It's Forgiveness to me is cutting the emotional cords, the emotional ties that allow you to feel like you are still suffering at the hands of your abuser or um, just someone who did you wrong, okay? Um, <clears throat> forgiveness is letting that go, letting that person go, allowing your... Um, spirit, your emotional self, your energetic self, to let that experience go because then you open up room for new experiences and new people and new relationships. You're just clearing space for what's to come. So shadow aspects um, that we might have to face in accepting unconditional love and giving unconditional love. Goodness. Thank you. Okay, so we have Okay, so we have nine euphoria, honor yourself. Okay, so with that one, one of the shadow aspects we might have when it comes to um, basing our intentions and in unconditional love is honoring ourselves. And this has come up a few times today of knowing ourself, knowing our identity, our authenticity. Um, it's one thing to know yourself, it's another thing to honor yourself. And so, like, personally for me, being able to remove my mask in situations where I've held it so strongly. So, like, with coworkers or um, neighbors or just people that I've really been able to, like, present this specific mask, um, allowing myself and honoring myself enough to take that mask off and being okay with disappointing them if that's what it comes down to or just allowing that interaction to be more fluid and less in my like how it feels for me is that it's kind of like set up or forged um I also just saw a video of this woman talking about how she said if you could withstand the disappointment of others if you had the resources to withstand the disappointment of others what would you do more of Okay, so maybe write that down as well and use that as a journal prompt, but that's a really, really big question because it's kind of like the question of if you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you do? If you knew that you would be able to withstand the disappointment of anybody, okay, what would you do more of? Um, yeah, honoring yourself. Honoring yourself might be tough for you, but that is a shadow aspect that... Um, truly honoring yourself will make the rest of this come in so so easily so unconditional love for yourself will automatically inspire unconditional love for the rest of the world 
Um, and then we also got as a shadow aspect is minimus or commune with the source. So number 17. So um, a lot of what I've been saying today has to do with um, meditating, right? It has to do with going within, has to do with um, being close enough to yourself or to your spiritual ability to really contemplate and be honest about this stuff. Um, so you might be, I feel like the collective, you might be doubting your ability to commune with source. You might be doubting your ability to um, make these connections or even make this connection with yourself. Like you don't even know where to start where it when it comes to discovering your identity. And um, to that, I say it's a experimental, exploratory process. I, for one, thought that I was really strong in my identity and my relationship with myself for a while, about three years ago, and I realized that everything I thought about myself was based in um, how others perceived me, okay? So, um when I sort of like let go of how others perceive me, you know what I mean? That's when I shaved my head. And that was kind of like jumping into the deep end for me because for me, my hair was like my beauty. That's what everyone complimented me on. That's just how I, you know, like when I did the little hair flip, that was how I captured attention. That was just my beauty to me. Um, <clears throat> and when I shaved my head, it was at this point where I was like, I don't want to feel beautiful anymore. I don't want anyone to perceive me as beautiful. I just don't want that interaction anymore. And so I shaved my head and then in immediately amplified my femininity and my sexuality because I felt like I had to compensate for the loss of beauty or the lack of beauty. And so I kind of missed my own point, um because it felt like such a strong change that I didn't have anything anymore because I still interacted with the world like I still had to go out or whatever but now I felt like people were looking at me differently and I wasn't ready for the change so I intensified my own um like physical beauty um <clears throat> to compensate for the loss of my hair but as my hair grew out and as I sort of just didn't really care anymore I grew into like my own wardrobe and how I liked to decorate myself with my jewelry and was much more intentional about how I dressed and how I um, even walked like I stopped um, my posture I changed my posture posture in a lot of ways um, because again I just found that a lot of what I did was to be perceived in a certain way and so I remember specifically being at the dog park and I was w there with my dog obviously but I was alone I didn't have any like friends with me or anything and I was feeling like over um perceived I guess I just felt like a, there were a lot of eyes on me and I've always had this sort of issue in my life blame it on the trauma but I just felt like there was a lot of people looking at me or just a lot of interaction with eyes and so <clears throat> sorry about the voice crack anyways I went and found a bench I sat down and I just looked at the ground and I looked at the little grass guy the little grass buddies near me on the ground and my dog came and ran around me a few times other dogs came up to me but as soon as I stopped looking at the other people it felt like they stopped looking at me and um, that kind of comes back and ties into the judgment part of what we were talking about earlier is that when uh, the judgments I was holding on 
others was a projection of the judgments I held myself to. And um, within all of that, I perceived others holding those same judgments to me. So that's why I started, or that's why in the first place I was trying to be perceived a certain way was because I figured they were holding the same judgments to me. And so I was trying to meet them. And so when I stopped engaging and I just looked down and I lived in my own world and mind you, I was respectful of people's space and stuff, but I didn't do everything I could to like, be nice. I didn't look them in the eyes and smile every time I passed them. And that might come off as however it is, you know what I mean? But for me, it was saving my, um, my sanctity. Like I was able to walk anywhere and I didn't care how I looked. I didn't care how I was standing. I didn't care how I was being perceived because if I didn't look at that person, they didn't exist to me in my world. And, um, yeah I just I think that that's a really freeing start on discovering identity since then in the past year or so um again I've been able to just really be intentional with how I decorate myself and how each thing that I put on myself whether it be tattoos or jewelry or clothing it all makes me feel comfortable it all serves a purpose for me Um, and it's just an expanding process. It continues to grow and you realize that the material self, like my physical body has nothing to do with who I am as a person. And that, that's true for everyone there. Your physical body has nothing to do with your, with your person. Um, for women or female identifying people specifically, um, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of pressures to be a very specific kind of person in being a woman, um, and if I'm getting too specific here, I apologize, but the short rant I'm gonna go on is I also had to abandon social media for a while, or at least very strictly revise who I was following, and what I was allowing my subconscious to, um, feed on, you know what I mean, uh, visually through social media. So I realized I was following a lot of beautiful women. Don't get me wrong. Everyone, oh my God, beautiful, beautiful women. But I realized that a few of these women were setting, um, standards for my own personal image that I would never meet without surgery or very expensive or intense procedures. So I, and I, and I realized too that I didn't even want to look like that. I just thought that since this is what the entire world loves, I want to be loved too. So I want to look like that. You know what I mean? But I realized that my intention again was based in the rest of the world's opinion and not my own. Um, so that's why getting rid of social media was helpful for me because I no longer was constantly consuming media that was telling me that I wasn't beautiful you know what I mean because I didn't look like those beautiful women um that's just how it was you know my body specifically did not look like their bodies and that was um a a huge turning point for me in, in not really caring about my body anymore I take care of it don't get me wrong but not caring about what it looks like physically um and I now just kind of view myself as like my own avatar or Barbie doll or however you want to do it but I get to style myself every day physically to express how I feel inside and I don't have to um like stay within the confines of society's favorite version of a woman that goes for men too I I'm only speaking from my perspective because I've pretty much always been a woman there was a time where I like 
kind of dabbled with non-binary-esque, and I still really, really love, like, non-binary, yes, like that, yeah, (laughs) I don't know how to continue with that sentence, but from my perspective, being a woman in this world, in this country, in this society has been very tough, I'm sure it's the same for men in a different aspect, or maybe even the same aspect, maybe, because I know that there's a lot of standards for men and their bodies, and the way that they take care of themselves, and it's just a lot of people with a lot of opinions, and one post happens to get more likes than the other, and then we have a skewed view of how we're supposed to look in order to feel valuable, or worthy of love, and and, you know, just time or whatever. So, anyways, um, yeah, there's a lot of contemplation. There's a lot of aspects of our lives that need to be um, just looked over, quickly looked over, or even intensely looked over. However much time and energy you want to give into this, it's worth your time and energy and your spirit, your soul is thanking you already for being here, for considering even um, just giving your soul more honor, more more attention instead of your physical body. This physical realm is a very small part of our entire existence and um, yeah, that's all I really have to say to you guys today. Um, Let's do one last little message. (laughs) I just, I don't want you to leave yet. (laughs) Okay, one last message for the rest of the day to hold on to. Maybe an affirmation. Okay, well, we got three. Um, So, ooh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm getting too excited. So the first last message we got is explore life and create your own experiences. Let go of being normal. Oh my goodness, I couldn't have said it any better, okay? Let go of being normal. Yes, yes. Do I really need to expand? I want to, but I'm going to keep going. Relinquish defensiveness in your communications. Instead, stand tall, listen, and learn. Oh my gosh, guys, we just talked about this. We just talked about this. Um... Letting go of defensiveness. Once again, you don't have to defend every aspect of yourself. Who cares if they understand? Who cares if they get it? Who cares if they like it? Who cares? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you honor it? That's all that matters. Um, And then the last one is overcome the desire to tame your wildness. Teach your mind to follow your heart. Okay, there we go. That's it. We're talking about following the heart, following love follow it, babe. You know, we're wild. We're here to be explorative. Explore something. Um, Be experimental with something. Be courageous with something. If you don't know all of the answers, that's the best time because you're going to learn something. That's so exciting, Um, especially when it's something about life or yourself or spirit, you know. Lean into that. Learn something, but be wild. Be um, untamable. Be be everything that you're meant to be. I love you all so, so much. Thank you for being here. Um, tune back in tomorrow. Actually, it might be a late post tomorrow. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, love you all. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.